The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We want to mention our sponsor today on Smart Companies Radio, Kelly Warner Law. To learn more about Kelly Warner's internet defamation and trade libel legal practice for entrepreneurs and professionals, head on over to kellywarnerlaw.com forward slash infographic. That's K-E-L-L-Y-W-A-R-N-E-R. L-A-W dot com forward slash infographic. You can also click on the logo on the IThinkBigger.com website. Our guest today is Lee Branham. He's the founder and principal of Keeping the People, the talent management consulting firm that helps organizations like yours analyze the causes of turnover and employee disengagement. Any of that sound familiar? Well, Lee is here today to talk with us about how we can identify those causes, how we can take actions to remedy them, and in the end, we retain our employees, we achieve more productivity and more profitability as companies. He's written extensively about this. He's authored three books on employee engagement and retention, and the one that we're going to be talking about mostly today is his third book released in 2012, or released in 2005, and uh, second edition released in 2012 is The Seven Hidden Reasons Employees Leave. Welcome to the show today, Lee. Thanks, Kelly. Great to be with you again. Oh, we're very glad that you're able to join us. Uh, Lee has been a guest many times, and he he moved from the Kansas City area, but he still makes himself available for these telephone interviews, and so uh, very grateful for that. The book is about 10 years old, still as relevant today as it's ever been. As I said, it was re-released in 2012. Why did you write the book? Well, I wrote the book a few years ago because I saw... I think what triggered it was reading an article in the Harvard Business Review that said that that 90% of managers believe the main reason employees leave is pay. Mm-hmm. And I had been working in the field of career transition, helping people uh, find new jobs and coaching employees for for 20 years, and I, you know, I was just aware of deeper things that were going on with with most people when they changed jobs it was it was partly about money but on a deeper level there were so many other things uh at play and i just thought there must be somebody who has research that shows the real reasons why employees leave so i started looking around and i located an organization out in California called the Saratoga Institute, which mm-hmm. had been doing third-party exit interviews for several years and had a database of more than 20,000 uh, exit interviews that they had never actually analyzed uh, to look, uh, you know, in terms of research. And I made a proposal to them. I said, if you'll let me analyze that data and write a book about it, 
um, I will put your name on the front cover of my book. And they said that's, that that will work. And mm-hmm. so they turned over all these exit surveys to me, uh, you know, that they had done with people who were not being interviewed by their own companies about why they left, but were being interviewed by this third-party organization. Mm -hmm. So they had nothing to lose in telling them the real reason that they started thinking about leaving in the first place and why they ultimately left. Uh, So they weren't burning a bridge. And so this is much more trusted data than what a company might gather on its own. Um, And what I found was that almost 90% of the reasons employees leave were not related to pay. What were some of them? Yeah, go ahead. Just the opposite. Mm -hmm. Well, they boil down into the seven reasons. Um, uh, And the the first one really has to do with the sudden shock of discovering that there's something you expected about the job uh, in the first few weeks or months that isn't there. Mm-hmm. or something you didn't expect that is a negative surprise. So the first reason is, and this is the one that's responsible for most short-term turnover, is just unrealistic expectations. Usually that comes from a failure of the company to to, to do a realistic preview about what the job really, really is all about. So mm-hmm. it's sort of a sudden broken contract. Right. Um, yeah. And do you that, find, that happens. Do you find yeah. that that is the number one reason? No, I listed number one because it tends to happen first in chronological order uh, in terms of you know why employees leave. Okay. Well, um, yeah. The, the number one reason we find is that they don't employees don't feel valued. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel recognized, but they don't feel respected or valued. And part of that is pay. Pay as a reason falls under that category, but mostly it's about making employees feel like they're important. Uh, making them feel you understand why their job is important, and giving them regular uh, recognition for doing jobs well, and a lot of managers simply don't believe that they need to do that because a lot of managers actually believe that that's why we pay you, mm-hmm. and therefore I don't have to go around uh, saying thank you all the time. Right. Um, do you? But the, the managers that do that tend to to have the the highest retention rates. Right. Along with the feeling valued, in addition to the pay, in addition to the recognition, does the idea of listening to employees' ideas, uh, encouraging their contributions, sharing the big picture, do all those things fall under there as well? They sure do. Okay. All those things fit under making employees feel valued, as well as sharing information with Mm -hmm. them. Uh, you know, there's a lot of employees. One of the main reasons employees leave is they feel like they're being kept in the dark about right. things that affect them. So yeah. there's a whole host of specific ways of, of of making employees feel valued or not that fall under this category. Yeah, you know, right now, very similar to when you wrote the book, we were on the the brink of you know the largest. Uh, economic downturn since the Great Depression. Uh, you released the, the original edition in 2007, and we, we didn't quite know what was the extent of what was going to happen at that time. But given the, the, the marketplace today, I mean, we just got a jobs report, and it missed expectations by half. You know, they were expecting 240, 250,000 new jobs, and we came in with, I believe, around 126,000. Of course, that will be revised a couple of times, but in a situation where employers are not hiring very much, 
is this is important. I mean, some people might be sitting here thinking, oh, I've got a couple of people I wish would leave. I'm going to have to lay them off anyway. I mean, in terms of our current economic situation, where does all of this play? Well, you know, I think the job report we got last month is partly due to it's weather related because of mm. some of the terrible weather we had in February that resulted in um, construction, you know, stalls and things like that. Uh, but I think the general trend is going to be up this year. And as a result of the way um, a lot of employees uh, are, be, are reporting in surveys that they're more, more likely to leave this year than they were last year because they, they see more opportunities opening up. And I think we get into the warmer months, we're going to be seeing more and more mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, and I think the thing that those stats hide is the uh, the structural unemployment. There are certain areas of of jobs, there are certain industries where there are so many jobs, and a lot of those tend to be the higher paying ones, the higher skilled ones, and uh, there is nobody, well, very few applying for those because there's a, a dearth of skills to match what's needed. Well, that's that's a whole different ball of yeah. wax. You know, the education system in this country mm-hmm. is not preparing people for the jobs that are there. Right. Um, so that's, yeah, that's that's a big piece of it for sure. Okay, so we talked about the number one reason employees quit their jobs. They don't feel valued. There's a lot of different things that go into that. What are some of the other reasons? Well, the uh, the the next reason that I generally talk about is that happens in terms of does the job fit me or not? You know, am I in the right job? And uh, a lot of people, they're, they just don't feel challenged. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like uh, uh, they have been placed in the right job. And or, or the job has changed and they've been moved into a different job that's no longer challenging, or simply they, they, they master the job they're in, they get to the point where they begin to be bored. So the thing that managers need to do here is, is to identify when an employee gets to feel restless and unchallenged and, and put them into a position that's, that's more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, the, another reason employees leave is, is just don't get enough feedback and coaching sure. from their manager. They're especially millennials. Millennials uh, generally need a lot, of, lot more feedback, but boomer managers and even exer managers are not used to giving feedback, and so they they simply don't don't do it very often. A lot of companies have moved away from doing annual performance appraisals and have instituted expectations on the part of managers that they have frequent meetings throughout the year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, monthly or quarterly, um, you know, coaching sessions. But the biggest thing is continuously checking in with the employee to see how they're doing, uh, being aware of what they're doing instead of keeping your head down all the time as a manager and working on your own to-do list. Right. Um, it is huge. You know, there are there are schools of thought, as you say, annual performance appraisals, more continuous feedback. And I would think that the approach where you take the more continuous feedback route is probably the better. And, and why even wait for a monthly or quarterly meeting? If something is going on, good or bad, why not just sit down and address it as quickly as possible? Because, you know, why wait for a year when somebody's uh, doing something that is harmful? Yep. And why wait for a year for somebody to see, oh, that thing I did last February that I've pretty much forgotten mm-hmm. about. Yeah. You were thrilled about that, you know. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, frankly. You know, 
you know, I lived next door to a woman who was a master gardener, and I, I asked her, you know, what was her secret? She said, when I see a weed, I pull it. I love that analogy. <laughs> a lot of managers, you know, when they when they see something going on, they, they, they hold off, they don't. You know, they avoid confrontation with their employees. But when I talk to employees, they say, you know, I had one guy say, my manager uh, doesn't use uh, a carrot or a stick. He simply says, when he sees me doing something that's not right, he says, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, don't do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> but, but the instinct is, is important, you know, that you're paying attention to your employees and right. you're, you're coaching them. That's what coaching is all about, is, is watching what they do and giving feedback. When you have too many managers who are simply abdicating, uh, their job as managers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When you talk about uh, pay and benefits, what are what are some of the things that uh, you should be considered of? Because of course it does matter. Uh, and with small businesses in particular, a lot of times resources are scarce. I'm not trying to make excuses. It's just the way that it is. Uh, I've I've mm-hmm. personally lost employees to larger corporations because. There's just no way I can compete with the pay package that they just got offered. Uh, um, how, how do you, as a small business in particular, compete against that? Well, I, I think you have to have a basic discussion about what you can and cannot do with people when they come into a small business. There is a trade-off involved. And, you know, I worked for a small business for a couple of years at way under what I was what I you know could have been paid elsewhere because I felt like I was getting experience in a growing industry that I couldn't get otherwise and there were so many other satisfactions from being in a small business uh, such as you know you feel like you're having more of an impact you're learning more you're playing more roles using a wider range of skills mm-hmm. um, and you're growing something so there's so many compensations that have nothing to do with pay when you're working for a small business so I think, you know, you need to talk to people about what is it, what do you value? Why would you want to work for a small business and, and talk about the, uh, the give-get contract, so to speak, in the beginning. But um, I think the main thing is that, that there should be a link between pay and performance. And, and 30% of employees feel that they have that, and 70% of employees feel they don't. So, you know, if you set a goal with the employee and you, 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 you make a deal with them that as we continue to do better, you'll get a piece of that, whether it's in terms of a bonus mm-hmm. or, or, or a piece of the action or, or whatever, right. then I think that's, that's what you need to look at. You know, okay. our, my growth is dependent on the, you know, my salary growth is dependent on the success of the business. So is yours. We're all in this together. Right. And, and you foster ownership that way as well. So we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to continue to talk with Lee Branham about the ways that you can retain employees, that you can make your company a best place to work. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level, whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature. Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check them out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing businesses. Visit them today at ithinkbigger.com. 
A lot of people who listen to this show are small business owners and entrepreneurs, and legal representation is critical, and it's critical to have it before you need it. But if someone defames you online or off, find a defamation lawyer as soon as possible. Not doing so could inadvertently ruin an otherwise solid claim. Kelly Warner Law caters to people like you, entrepreneurs. One of the top internet law practices in the country, the attorneys at Kelly Warner have mastered the art of online reputation maintenance. Since opening their doors, Kelly Warner has helped more than a 1,000 businesses and professionals with all manner of trade libel and business defamation situations. More than just a client advocate, Kelly Warner's website is a resource for internet defamation news, tips, case studies, and statutes, both domestic and international. To read up on the legalities of online defamation law, head to kellywarnerlaw.com, a boutique law firm that delivers big firm results and better for a fraction of the price. Kelly Warner works with clients across North America, Europe, Australia, Canada, and Asia. To learn more about Kelly Warner's internet, defamation, and trade libel legal practice for entrepreneurs and professionals, head on over to kellywarnerlaw.com forward slash infographic. That's K-E-L-L-Y-W-A-R-N-E-R-L-A-W.com forward slash Infographic. You can also click on the logo on the IThinkBigger.com website. As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? First, I had to decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more, so I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore, and frustration a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy, and giving up impossible. I'm a teacher. I make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Lee Branham. He is an expert on employee retention on best places to work, some of the reasons uh employees leave to begin with perfectly happy what maybe once happy employees that decided to come to your business uh, they decide maybe that's not the right place for them so we've been talking about some of those reasons and i think the obvious next question lee is what are some of those subtle signs that an employee might be thinking about leaving well the uh, a lot of them are physical signs you know you hmm. just look at the person and you and they they don't uh, make eye contact with you when you see them in the morning. Uh, they stop smiling, or they don't participate in meetings quite the way they used to. Uh, sometimes they they have bursts of anger or frustration. Uh, probably one of the biggest tip-offs is that is absenteeism. Mm. You know, they start they just don't come in as much as they used to. Sometimes they come in dressed very well because they're going out on a sure. job interview. <laughs> sure. Uh, but you know, passive non-compliance, active resistance to to things, arriving later, leaving earlier, missing deadlines. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff is you know when you see changes, you know that's when you should sit down mm-hmm. with the employee and say, you know, I've noticed, I've noticed some differences in right. you lately. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. Yes. And I have. I have a uh, a checklist of 
uh, questions to ask in what we call a stay interview, where you check in with a person who looks like they might be what I call loose in the saddle <laughs> and, uh, and try and re-engage them. Okay, so these are all signs of disengagement, uh, some physical and quite a few physical, as you pointed out, but you know even right. the absenteeism and so forth that is all uh, an indication of disengagement and you know something occurs to me uh, as you were talking about that was those could also be signs of uh, an employee who might be okay with work but has a problem back home and that's true and yeah. so. I know, I I visit with lots of business owners, and I know that a lot of business owners, while they might want to reach out to an employee, there are a lot of legalities that sometimes cause them to put that wall up, and they suspect something, and they want to help, but they don't know how far they can go, and before they're considered to be prying into an employee's personal life, or even crossing the legal boundaries of that. So uh, what would you advise there if they suspect that these are signs of someone who has a personal issue that they're working through? Well, you know, you, you do have to be careful in, in what you say. I think simply uh, you can ask the question, is there anything going on in, in the rest of your life that's, that, uh, that you need some assistance with? Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's a general enough and open-ended enough that it allows the person to, uh, uh, to open up a little bit about that mm-hmm. uh, so that you might be able to put them into uh, uh, some kind of – give them some kind of an assistance um, you know, with a counselor or, or, or financial mm-hmm. management, something like that, which shows tremendous caring. And one of the things that we find that that really magnifies a sense of loyalty to a company is when that company shows compassion toward you during a particularly stressful mm-hmm. uh, uh, or trying time in your own life. Right. Uh, so, you know, having other employees pitch in, and, and help pay uh, when somebody's house catches on fire. That was, there's been instances of that sort of thing going on. So, um, you know, I think it's an opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. To get in and, and, and help address some of these things. Right. Let's talk about keeping employees, uh, keep making your workplace a good place to work. What are some of the things that the best places to work, you see those contests, uh, what, are, what are some of the things that the best places to work do to keep their good people? Well, it's really about culture. It's really about the senior leaders uh, in, you know, I study companies. Uh, I analyzed the surveys uh, of, uh, you know, we actually looked at 2.1 million surveys as a result of that. And we found that it starts with senior leaders and senior leaders who simply say, it's, uh, you know, it's about culture. And, you know, I say culture eats strategy for breakfast. <laughs> um, and that's really what it's about. We, we care about our people. Uh, we, we believe that our employees' uh, happiness leads to customer satisfaction. And uh, it's not just the customer is always right and the employee is always guilty. It's the if we keep our people happy and productive, they're going to make our customers happy and productive. So that's where it starts, and that's really what we see 
the, the most important factor in becoming a great place to work is how committed the senior leadership team is to creating a great place to mm-hmm. work. Let's take this back down to small businesses again. What are some of the things that a maybe alternative things, things that you wouldn't think about in all of the surveys that you've reviewed and all the people that you have talked with uh, in your work? What are some of the strategies that small businesses have used, or not just strategies, some of the tactics even, that uh, have been very uh, uh, favorable for creating a strong culture that retains employees. Uh, I mean, I just example with me, I remember, and I've used, said this before, I remember when I announced that we could have Jeans Day on Fridays, there was all kinds of hooping and hollering. It cost me nothing, but I got mm-hmm. more of a response out of that than when many years before I had introduced uh, health care, which cost me an arm and a leg. So what are some yeah. of the things that you can do to create a culture uh, well, that people appreciate. A lot of them are just common sense, uh, you know, but like, for example, having a pizza Thursday. So mm-hmm. every Thursday, I, you know, I buy pizza for my employees and we sit down and, and have pizza together and we just talk and things come out during the discussion that you wouldn't normally hear. Um, another idea, I had a business owner who had a little call center, um, you know, for customer service and the, he would meet with the employees and, and, and ask them this question. Is there anything, do we have any company policies that you're having a hard time explaining to customers? And the employee said, yes, you know, that we're denying them service and we're nickel and diming them. And, you know, I, I feel I don't enjoy the job because I have to, I don't feel like I'm helping the customers. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the president of the company said, well, we're going to change that. We're gonna. We're gonna. I don't want you to feel like you're in a position where you have to defend things that don't make sense. Right. And so he was listening to his employees and saying and taking seriously what they were saying. So a lot of it just comes down to going around to your employees and saying, "Is there anything I could be doing? There or anything I could give you to make your job easier and more make you more effective?" You know, just simply asking that question. It's a one-question survey. It right. actually is a company that, that sends a one-question survey out every month asking that particular question. And they get all kind of, he gets all kinds of ideas, and he responds, giving them the piece of equipment or whatever they need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think just listening, being responsive, is probably the most important thing. Okay, and I like the way you make it so simple that it's it's boiled down. You see some of these things that are just you know layers and layers and very complicated and uh, very technical that that people try to implement, and it really just comes down to a simple connection. Uh, many times, uh, the question that you had is is just perfect. And if some I know we didn't get through all three uh, or all seven of the reasons. I think there were still maybe three left. People are just going to have to buy your book mm-hmm. in order to find out what those are. But uh, where would they go to find that? Well, it's on Amazon. Uh, you can certainly find it there. That's probably the easiest way to, to, to find it, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Um, so uh, that's where I would suggest they go. Okay. And the name of the book again is? The Seven Hidden Reasons Employees Leave. Okay, The Seven Hidden Reasons Employees Leave. Find it on Amazon.com. Uh, we got through some of the reasons today, but there are more, and there are more examples for the ones that we did discuss even. And Lee, if someone would like to get in touch with you and talk more about uh, this topic or perhaps even hire you as a consultant, how would they do that? Well, they can reach me at my email address, which is lb at keepingthepeople.com. My initials LB. Or you can go to my website, which is keepingthepeople.com. 
Okay, keepingthepeople.com. Go out there and find out everything that you need to know about contacting Lee and about all of the tools and resources that he has to help you make your company a place people want to work. Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. A lot of great insights, and we appreciate your time. Thank you, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.